0: an opinion about the Bible, of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible. The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible?
1: Well, hello, I'm David Freeman with Is That Really in the Bible? Okay, we come to the next program entitled The Commanded Disconnect. We're talking about how to build a relationship with God without church and religion. And this program is about the commanded disconnect. You know, I have found that people do not like a God of absolutes. There's basically two things that people love about God when it comes to you know, religion, and that is, they wanna hear about grace, they wanna hear that they can be forgiven, and they wanna hear that God is a great blessing machine. And you know, you can build a multi-million dollar religious empire if that's all you talk about, the fact that God just wants to forgive, or the illusion that all it's about in our relationship with God is God forgiving us, that's all he cares about, he's just a grace machine, and he's just a blessing machine. If you teach those two premises right there, Forgiveness, grace, and that God is a blessing machine, you can build a multi-million dollar empire, a religious empire, if that's all you talk about. Now, a lot of people don't like a God of absolutes. You know, the 10 Commandments are not 10 suggestions, they are absolutes. And people do not like to hear about absolutes. I don't care whose absolutes. I don't care if it's my boss man. I don't care if it's my wife. I don't care if it's my husband. I don't care. And I sure don't care if it's God's absolutes. I don't want to hear about it. Now, with one of the Ten Commandments, God gives us the way to connect with him. We're talking about connectivity with a great being called God, the creator of the universe. And in one of the Ten Commandments, God gives us the way to connect with Him. Now think about this, think about this. Think about all the ways that are out there. Think about about all the religious books, all the religious CDs and DVDs, all the religious conferences that are out there, all of the religious programming, the 450,000 churches that dot our land, all of the denominations that are out there, and they all claim they all claim to know god and they can help you know god but suppose god had his own method for knowing him that had nothing to do with the things i just listed god has a way god has instructions for knowing him how to connect with him well god does and it's called the seventh day sabbath a day of the day of connectivity where you disconnect and connect with God. Now, I can just hear someone say, well, okay, Sabbath, I go to church every Sunday. I'm not talking about going to church on Sunday. Sunday is not the Sabbath day. Sunday is the first work day of the week. What are you supposed to be doing on the first work day of the week? Well, you guessed it, you're supposed to be working. That's what God tells you to do. Now, let's take a look at it, Exodus 20 and verse nine. Six days shall you labor, with Sunday being the first day of the week. Look it up for yourself in your dictionary, six days shall you labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Listen, God never intended for a 45 minute worship service on Sunday morning to be enough. Now I know we think it's enough, but he never intended that, for some few minute worship service to be enough. I mean, it reminds me of uh, a program I used to hear on the radio. It came on about uh, noontime, and it said, this has been God's minute with Pastor so-and-so. Well, you know, that's about, all, about the only time people even have for God, is one minute. And they're lucky if they can do that. One minute is all I'll give you, God. Now, the Sabbath, though, begins at Friday evening at sunset, and it ends Saturday evening at sunset. It is a 24-hour our period of connectivity with God. So God comes along and he says, now look, six days are yours. You can do your own, whatever you want to do. Get your work done, get your pleasure done. Do do all the things you want to do. Six days I'm giving you. But the seventh day is mine. Okay, it's a day that I want you to connect with me. And no wonder our nation is in the mess that it's in. We as a society, actually many, many, thousands of years ago abandoned the Sabbath day for Sunday worship, yes. This is a fact of history. And we lost our day of connectivity with God. We think we can do it our way. We think 45 minutes on Sunday morning is enough. Not so, not so at all. The Sabbath is a day of connectivity with your creator. Now why do I think the Sabbath day is so important? Well, i tell you why I think it's important. I want you to imagine a time when there are no churches for you to go to. You know, you think, you think that you will always have your church to go to. You think the doors will always be open, don't you? I want you to imagine the time when the churches have become desecrated, shut down, locked up, chains on the door, and no longer is it able for you to go to church. You think that's impossible? Well, it happened in early church history. You know, they were locked up inside of a building for fear of the Jews. You know, they had to go underground. The church had to go underground. You see, we live in one of the most, what I call, anti-religious administration. We have one of the most anti-religious administration in power right now in the history of America. And all it would take is a little bit of persecution from our government and the majority of churches would shut down. Why? Because there is no backbone, they have no backbone. They don't stand for anything. And so when persecution comes, the churches are going to close their doors. We have a lifestyle religion today. As long as God can bless me, I'm all for God. But you just wait until persecution comes upon good old Uncle Sam, and the churches will be forced to go underground, there will be no more churches for you to go to. So what are you going to do when that time comes? If you've based your entire relationship with God on just going to church, you just go to church and that's it. You see, the seventh day Sabbath was in place long before any commanded church service. With the fourth commandment, God gives us a way to connect with him. In the absence of of church buildings, in the absence of synagogues and temples. It's called the Sabbath day. It's a 24-hour period from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. It is a day of connectivity with God. Well, let's take a look at this verse here, the commanded disconnect. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed, notice that, God blessed the seventh day, and sanctified it, that means to make holy, he blessed it and made it holy, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Now, what is easily overlooked in the Bible is this, that The book of Genesis covers a period of about 2,000 years. And what, you don't find a commanded church service until later on in the Bible, in the book of Exodus. So some 2,000 years goes by before the first commanded holy convocation where God says, I want you to come together and have a holy convocation. So where did they go to church before this time occurred? Well, it is my conviction that what they had was the Sabbath day that kept them connected to God. I personally believe that the original intent of the Sabbath was not worship. It was connectivity, and that is how to connect with God. God wanted to give us a day that was so important that it's in the Ten Commandments, the fourth commandment, that says, I want you to stop. Every seventh day, I want you to stop. And you know, that's hard for us to do in our society, is it not? I want you to stop, disconnect yourself with all of the frustrations that is going on in your life, stop working, just like an overloaded receptacle, where you've got about 12 things plugged into one receptacle, I want you to stop and I want you to disconnect. And I want you to connect with me. God actually gives us a way to connect with Him, the Creator, God. And you know, we're talking about one man and God with the Sabbath day. And until you approach the seventh day with this in mind, that it is all about connectivity with God, one man, God connecting with God. You see, the Sabbath identifies the God that you serve. You ever thought about that? The Sabbath identifies the God that you serve, that you serve the creator God that rested from all of his work on the seventh day. You know, in our society, Sabbath-breaking equals frustration, and that's the kind of society we have today, a society that is filled with frustration. Our society is geared up for Sabbath-breaking. I mean, everything is going on on Saturday, on the Sabbath day. You've got sporting events, you've got concerts, you've got everything going on. It's the biggest shopping day of the week. So our society is geared up for Sabbath-breaking. And God comes along and says, I want you to stop it. I want you to stop it. Now, how to keep the Sabbath day? Maybe you're asking the question, well, how can I keep the Sabbath day? How do you keep the Sabbath day? Well, the first thing you've got to realize about the Sabbath day is that the purpose of the day, it is a day of connecting, connecting with God. It's a day of connectivity with God. And you've got to keep this in mind, that that's the purpose of the Sabbath day, to connect with God. One of the first things you do is you take off from work. You know, you tell your boss, I'm not coming in today. It's a Sabbath. You know, I had a friend in the ministry that he told his boss that, that he was going to start taking off on the Sabbath, and his boss said, Well, if you're going to take off, I'm going to take off. <laughs> uh, I love that story. But that's what the first thing you do is you stop working. Okay? How hard is this? Like a commanded vacation day. You know, take a day off, God says. You know, the children of Israel made bricks seven days a week. They were slaves in Israel, uh, in Egypt, excuse me, they were slaves in Egypt, and for hundreds of years. And God comes along and reinstitutes his Sabbath day. And I tell you, when you've been a slave for, four, for, for hundreds of years, and you've been working for seven days a week, and God comes along and says, take the seventh day off, they didn't complain about it, okay? They didn't say, oh, I don't have time to take off. No, sirree. They were very blessed by that commandment. And you can be too blessed by the Sabbath day if you're willing to keep it. You know, someone said that no one ever said they wish they had spent more time at work on their deathbed. You know, when it comes time for you to die, you're not going to say, oh, I wish I had spent more time at work. And the sooner you get this, the better off you'll be. Now, what can you do on the Sabbath day? Well, it's a day since God created everything and rested on the Sabbath day. It's a day, it is actually a day to get back to creation. And I talked about this earlier, how to understand God without the Bible. And one of the ways you do that is you look to creation, all that God has created. It is a memorial of creation, actually, the Sabbath day. God created everything and rested. It's a perfect day to get back to nature, to have a picnic with your family, with your wife, with your children. Um, it's a day of rest, you know. Did, did you know in the Bible they had actually a land Sabbath, that every seven years the land was to rest also? And of course it was a agrarian society, that's what they did, they farmed huge acreage of land, but every seven years they gave the land a rest that actually puts the nutrients back into the soil and makes it a whole lot better for you. We wonder how come our food has no value to it. Stuff we eat is killing us because it's no, you know, nothing, no enzymes, no, nothing in the food that's worth eating hardly. But with God's law, you know, every seven day, seventh day they had a land rest that actually put the nutrients back into the soil by allowing it to rest. In Genesis 1 and verse 27, We're asking the question, what can you do on the Sabbath day? Well, let's take a look at Genesis 1 and verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now this was on the sixth day, okay? God created mankind. He created male and female on the sixth day of creation. Well, then we come to the next verse in Genesis 1 and verse 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Now you know what that's all about, don't you? You know, to be fruitful and to multiply. Okay, he did this. He created male and female on the sixth day. He told them, Be fruitful and multiply. And then he gave them the seventh day, the next day, the Sabbath day, which was a day of rest, a day to stay in bed. You know, we're talking about, okay, what can you do on the Sabbath day? Well, you can make love to your wife, make love to your husband, that's what you can do. I mean, look, we worship a cool God. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that, but you really do, he's, he's after, he, he wants what's best for you. And I just think this is fascinating that he created male and female, he told them to be fruitful and multiply, and then he gave them a day off. That's the kind of God I like. I mean, that's, this is a good God, by the way. You know, there is nothing that can put families back together again more than the Sabbath day. Really, it's the truth. First of all, you're talking about being together. Children spell love, T-I-M-E, okay? Spending time together as a family system. You need this to look into your wife's eyes, to look into your children's eyes, to watch them play, to play with them, to be together. This is what the Sabbath is all about. We're talking about how to begin a relationship with God without church and religion, and the Sabbath day is a critical issue here, an absolute critical issue. It is the day of connectivity with God. You know, we have the idol of too many things to do is our problem. We've just got too many things to do and not enough time to do it. And so we think, well, I can't take off. I can't, you know, I gotta work seven days a week. Nonsense, nonsense. You're lying to yourself. Another thing you can do on the Sabbath, hey, you could, if you can find a church, you can go to to church on that day. Now I know I'm talking about how to begin a relationship with God without church and religion, but the Bible does say forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. You're not supposed to abandon that support group. So church is something that you can do, it's something that you can go to, and I'll talk more about this later on, on the subject of choosing a support group, things to look for, things not to look for in choosing a church. But first we gotta develop a relationship with God first, and I'm telling you how to do that, how to begin a relationship with God without church and religion. The reason I think church is is important is this, you know, people, People change depending on their connection with other people. It's called the 80-20 rule, the 80-20 rule. And it goes like this. If you present a truth, 10% will believe it, 10% will do nothing, 80% will believe it depending on their connection with others. If you present a truth, 10% will believe it, 10% will do nothing, but 80% will will believe it depending on their connection with others. And that's one of the reasons the church is being in a support group of like-minded people to be encouraged by others. It's one of the reasons the church is important. So anyway, that's something you can do on a Sabbath day. Now eventually I'm gonna talk about how to choose a support group and what to look for and what not to look for and uh, this is a critical message that you need to hear because n- n- most people have never been told this, it, that you don't just start visiting churches. You know, you, you, first you develop a relationship with God first because if you just start going to church, you know, you're going to get profoundly confused unless you have established first some type of backbone, some type of conviction, your own personal conviction about God Unless you establish that first, you just start going to church and you're just going to get confused. That's all that's going to happen to you. And you will eventually fall off the merry-go-round of churchianity. Okay, but right now what I'm talking about is the day of connectivity with God. Now I can hear someone say, well Sunday is my day of connectivity with God. Well Friday is my day of connectivity as if we can choose any day we want. Listen to me. Show me in the Bible where it says God blessed the first day of the week, the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth days of the week. Show me in the Bible where God made holy the first day of the week or any other day uh, besides the Sabbath, the seventh day. Show me in the Bible where God rested on the first day of the week or any, you know, no, it was the seventh day. There is one day, the seventh day, the day of connectivity with God. Now, I understand. This is where most people will, fall, will fail to begin a relationship with God. They just can't handle this. They can't handle the fact that God says, stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop, disconnect, and connect with me on my Sabbath day. They can't do it. They just can't bring that. So I understand. This is where most people will fail to begin a relationship with God. You just can't do it. You know, and I'm telling you, a 45-minute worship service is not enough. It is not enough. The Sabbath was given to you to bring you to a point of connectivity with God. And is it any wonder that it is a fact of history that the Sabbath day was abandoned a long time ago for Sunday worship? It really was. It's a fact of history. Absolute fact of history. Now, there's three areas where we refuse to let God have authority in our lives. Three areas. One is, and I think all people, it's all the same for all people nearly. One is money. Well, God, you're not going to tell me how to spend my money. You know, I've met elderly people that have never learned to tithe their income. Maybe they grew up in the Great Depression or something, but they cannot give to God, give back to God what is rightfully his and that is the tithe, 10%. They just can't do it. You know, they pass a plate around and they put a quarter in the plate or they put put $5 in and make change, take $4 back out, you know, and they think they're doing something. They think they're actually giving to God. You know, I gave a dollar, wow. You know, I have met people that cannot tithe. They just can't bring, that. they're too stingy. They're a miser. They cannot give God what is rightfully His. So this is an area where we refuse to let God have authority. Another area, second area is diet. You know, diet, what you eat. God, you ain't going to tell me what I can and cannot eat. I'll eat anything I want to. That's another area. People just. The third area, though, where, God, where people refuse to let God have authority is time. You're not going to tell me, Lord, how to spend my time. You're not going to tell me I need to keep your Sabbath day. You're not going to tell me I need to take a 24-hour, you know, from, from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset, you're not going to tell me I have to keep your Sabbath. You know, children spell love, T-I-M-E, and I wonder if God doesn't spell love also, T-I-M-E, how you spend your time, and if you think all of your time is yours just to do whatever you want to, you know, your pleasure will, whatever, no, you're, you're wrong. I'm talking about how to connect with God. And one of the ways you do it is through the day of te- Connectivity that is the Sabbath day. The Sabbath was not just about worship. A lot of people think, oh, it's about worship. No, I think the original intent of the Sabbath was to bring man to a point of connectivity with the Creator. And the bottom line is this, it's just an issue of who has authority in your life. It really is. It's just an issue of who has the final authority in your life. Have you ever asked yourself the question, why was Abraham tested? Why did God have to test Abraham? Why did God say, Abraham, go sacrifice your son? Why? I'll tell you why. God had to know Abraham's heart, whether he would obey or not. And God tempted, tested Abraham. In James 2 and verse 21, it says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? You see then how that faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith alone. Now, James is not saying that you're, you know, you're justified by works. He's not. He's saying the two work together. That you just can't go around saying, I believe, I love Jesus. I, you know, it, it's more to it than that. I have faith. No. You gotta put your money, you know, you, you gotta shut up and, and actually put up an act of obedience where you say, God, I will do what you tell me to do. Listen, if you think you can have a relationship with God without obedience, you've been brainwashed by mainstream Christianity. Did you know that? If that's what you believe, that you can have, i relate that God doesn't care whether you submit to his will or not, and you think you can still have a relationship with God, you've been brainwashed. The Sabbath is the day of connectivity with God. And let, let me warn you about something. If you ask any, pre, most preachers, not any, but most preachers about the Sabbath day, because they don't keep it, they're going to tell you, oh, that's been done away with. That's been fulfilled. Jesus changed that day to Sunday. That's a lie. He did not. Most preachers do not honor and keep the seventh day of the week. Very early in church history, the Sabbath was abandoned for Sunday worship. And the holy days of God were abandoned for the two major holidays of mankind, Christmas and Easter. That's a fact of history. It's not a fact of theology. You're not gonna find this in your Bible. It is a fact of history how this change took place. And when I think about how important the Sabbath is, that it is so important that God would include it in the Ten Commandments and say, this is the day that you can connect with me. I'm David Freeman, and remember, that's what's really in your Bible.
0: Does it matter which day you worship God on? The Fourth Commandment says, six days shall you labor, but the seventh day of the week is God's Sabbath day. For nearly 2,000 years, people have disagreed about which day, Saturday or Sunday, is the Christian day of weekly worship. Is this an important issue or does it really matter when the Christian performs his worship activities? The crux of the matter is simply this, who are you obeying when you present yourself before God to worship him? Get the facts by ordering Sunday Worship, How Sunday Worship Really Came About. Order by writing to Is That Really in the Bible, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Or visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net.